Hi everyone, I'm Katie Harrell, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified personal trainer, and you're listening to the Dark Blue Nutrition RD Coffee Talk podcast. So some of you may know me from my YouTube channel, Dark Blue Nutrition, where I talk all about having a positive relationship with food, and this podcast will be similar topics that we dive into each and every week. The difference between maybe watching me on my YouTube channel and listening to me here is that we'll dive a little bit deeper into different topics that are nutrition related, um, ones that require a little more elaboration or maybe just like a conversation that we will have about it because I know that when I'm watching a YouTube video, I want to kind of watch 5-10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes and then be gone because I'm watching my YouTube videos when I start my day. Whereas with a podcast, I want a little bit longer of a conversational thing. I want something that's going to last me while I'm walking or on the elliptical or while I'm cooking. So wherever you want to listen to this podcast, whatever is convenient for you, I just thought that it would be a nice, diverse way to bring some nutrition knowledge to y'all. So let's get on to it. Did I just say y'all? I need to get out of the Midwest. So today for episode two of my podcast, I want to talk about is healthy eating as complicated as we think? I love this topic and I thought it'd be a perfect topic to start off with because so often I see in the media that we we just overcomplicate nutrition. We overcomplicate health and I really don't think it's quite as challenging or hard as the media can make it seem to everybody. There is no denying that nutrition is an endless topic and it's very complex. It's a topic that I could literally talk about for weeks and weeks. Maybe even I could talk your ear off for a year about nutrition and not be out of new topics to talk about. However, I think the basics of living a healthy life are really not that complicated. So that's what I want to talk about today. Coming from a dietitian's point of view, I think too often we hear it from people that really don't know what they're talking about. And I'm not here to bash anyone today. I just want to give you the knowledge out there so you can receive it. You can fill your ears with it so your ears are not just constantly filled with keto diets and detox cleanses. <laughs> so without any further bashing, let's get into it. So for the sake of keeping me on track, because I know that I'd probably tend to get way off on a tangent if I didn't have some sort of guideline, we're going to have a few bullet points that we'll cover in today's podcast. First bullet point is what exactly makes a healthy diet? What is a healthy diet? I feel like that maybe is an easy thing to answer, and it's also a complicated thing to answer. The whole point of this podcast, right, is to either confirm that it is as complicated as we think or simplifying it. Bullet point number two is, is one specific diet better than another on a universal level? Meaning, is there one diet that's just good for all? Bullet point number three is, why are we so obsessed as a society about fads and trends and basically the latest and greatest detox diet. Why is this so tempting and why, if nutrition is so, so simple, why do we always get exposed to new diets every single year? And finally, bullet point number four is how to follow through with an actually healthy diet. No complicated crap. So 
We'll cover all of those things in today's podcast. So I hope that you enjoy and I hope that you learn a thing or two. So first, what makes a healthy diet? There are several different components to this, but I promise I will keep it simple and I will break it down for you in the most balanced way that I can. First, when we think of a balanced and healthy diet, we probably think of carbs, fat, and protein. Another thing we think of is probably vitamins and minerals. So that leads me into the first key component of a healthy diet, which is micro and macronutrient balance. So what exactly does that mean? Macronutrients are carbs, fat, and protein. And typically it is recommended that we have about 50% of our diet coming from carbohydrates, 30% coming from fat, and 20% of our calories coming from protein. This can obviously vary, but this is the standard USDA recommendation for what we should have on average for a healthy, balanced diet. The reason that we need carbohydrates is for our main source of energy for the body, and it's our body's preferred source of fuel. So when you're exercising or when you're going about your day, typically the first thing that your body is going to use for energy is carbohydrates. Fat we need for energy storage. It is our body's second preferred source of fuel, and it is also used for other things like protecting our organs and our bones from damage. So a little bit of cushion is not a bad thing. (laughs) And to put it simply for micronutrients, we need a diverse amount of vitamins and minerals, which we find in all sorts of foods. We may just think of fruits and veggies as the primary source of vitamins and minerals, but actually vitamins and minerals are in everything. They are in dairy products, eggs, milk, yogurt. They're in rice, crackers, cereal, bread. Anything that you can probably think of has some form of vitamins and minerals, except maybe like a Pop-Tart. I don't know how many vitamins and minerals that has in it exactly, but probably a lower amount. But the rule of thumb is the more diverse your plate is, so the more colorful your plate is, the more vitamins and minerals that you have in your diet and the more diversity in vitamins and minerals that you have in your diet, which is a good thing. So we aim for that. That's why you might have heard to have a colorful plate. That's where that comes from. You want to diversify your nutrients so you have the healthiest body possible. Now, this is, of course, oversimplifying it, but I am just covering kind of the basics today. So if you are really interested in deep diving into vitamins, minerals, and macronutrients, I can say that for a different episode. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to move on to the next component of what a balanced diet means. The second part of what makes a balanced diet is calorie balance. So for your height, weight, gender, age and activity level, how many calories do you burn in one day? The goal is to not have an excess of calories and also to not have too little of calories. We don't want either of them. We kind of want a happy medium to where we maintain a healthy weight that feels good to us, which again might be different for every single individual. So it's not to say that you have to be a certain weight but we just want to aim for living our best life and feeling the best that we can. A 3,500 calorie deficit in our diet is going to mean weight loss. If we eat 
the amount of calories that our diet requires, then we will maintain that weight and we won't have a deficit and we won't have an excess. So that is kind of the goal. And a rule of thumb for having a balanced diet is not to have under 1200 calories. If you have under this amount, it can actually slow down your metabolism and leave much, much room for vitamin and mineral deficiencies. If you're unsure of what your calorie needs are, you can always look up the Mifflin-St-Jour equation. So if you look up those calculators online, they will give you an approximate estimation of how many calories you need in a day to sustain your weight. You might have to play around with this number because it is not always perfect, but it is pretty close to what your body needs in a day. I would recommend to go on the lower end of estimating your activity level because we tend to overestimate how active we are in a day. <laughs> the third bullet point to having a balanced diet is being in tune with your body. This is an important component of a healthy diet that I think a lot of us forget about. And I know that it's kind of the woo-woo tip for this podcast, but I think it needs to be said. So I'm just going to say it anyway. This basically means that enjoying foods in moderation is really important. It's important for your mental sanity and what I like to call indulging in your soul foods and of course, it's still important to have nutrient-dense foods. So I think if you're truthfully being in tune with your body, then you'll have a mix of both nutrient-dense foods and soul foods. So when people say balance, I always think of indulging in what you love and also listening to when your body really needs those fruits and vegetables instead of maybe a donut or a Pop-Tart. I think all foods can fit, of course, but I just think that if you're truly listening to your body, you're probably not truly craving a Pop-Tart for every single meal. I'm not trying to hit on Pop-Tarts, I promise. I'm just trying to use the first example that pops into my head. So no hate. No not throwing shade at Pop-Tarts. If you don't include the if you don't include the foods that you love, it's not sustainable. It's not something that you're going to stick to, and that's just the fact. So you can be as restrictive as you want to be for as long as you want to be, but I think eventually you're always going to fall back into that deprivation and that feeling of really not loving what you're eating. And I don't think that's any way to live. I think that the best way to do it is to just really listen to your body. Fuel in the way that feels good to you. So what gives you energy? What makes you feel crummy after one hour of eating it? For example, just to throw one out there, I can have cereal from time to time as like an evening snack, but I can't have cereal in the morning. It just makes me feel hungry and tired and crabby about one hour after I eat it for breakfast. So for me, eating oatmeal with some protein powder and fruit makes me feel awesome. I am not hungry until like my mid-morning snack, which is several hours later. So I really feel like I'm satisfying my hunger there and I love oatmeal. I love fruit. So it satisfies my need to have something a little bit sweet in the morning. Just an example. With that, I mentioned hunger and fullness cues. It's so, so important that you listen to your body when you're hungry and you actually eat when you're hungry. If you do one thing for me, listen to your hunger this week. I hear so often that people are like, oh, I was... 
I did so well. I, I was hungry and I, I needed food, but I resisted. I had tons of water, tons of tea, and I just forgot about eating. That's not the goal. If you're truly hungry, have something. If you feel that it's better for you to have something nutritious in that moment, go ahead and have something nutritious. But if you're truly craving a cookie, why not just have that cookie? I think you'll find that if you actually indulge in that cookie, that you're not going to have the kind of reaction that you imagine. It's not going to be in the shadow of your mind all day long. And when you indulge in that cookie, just indulge in it mindfully. Have it slowly savor that cookie, just as you would savor any other food in your diet, hopefully. Savor that moment and feel it. Don't just eat it mindlessly and feel guilty. Eat that food, enjoy it, and move on with life. Okay, so now we're moving on to, is a specific diet better than another universally? In short, if I had to give you a one-word answer, it would be no. We are so different, so it's really hard to say that one diet is universally better than another, or one way of, when I say diet, I just mean way of eating, is really hard to claim that. If I would have to claim one diet universally a good idea for all, it would be the MyPlate recommendations, the USDA's MyPlate. For those of you who haven't checked in with the USDA guidelines since my pyramid, then I'll give you a small recap of what my plate looks like. Essentially, it is half of your plate is fruits or vegetables. A fourth of your plate is grains, mostly whole grains. A fourth of your plate is proteins. So that includes beans, chicken, beef, all that fun stuff. And they also recommend three cups of milk per day, which doesn't work for everyone, but essentially they are recommending that you have an appropriate source of calcium. So that can come from different sources. Tofu has calcium, leafy greens also have calcium, and you can always find a supplement or other sources if you find that appropriate for you. We are all so different, so it's really hard to say that one diet works for every single person. For example, if you have diabetes, then you're going to spread out the carbohydrates that you have throughout the day and keep your carbohydrates consistent so you can keep from having blood sugar highs and blood sugar lows. If you have PCOS, then you might need to lower your carbohydrates in order to lose weight, if that is your goal. And you might need to lower the amount of gluten or dairy that you have because this has been shown to help with inflammation in women with PCOS. I'm going to throw some shade to the keto diet right here just for a second, but same with the keto diet. The keto diet is actually recommended for people who are under doctor supervision for having seizures and epilepsy, and it helps them have less epileptic seizures. Now, I would say that that's probably not most of us out there, and most of the people on the keto diet are probably not actually needing to be on a diet like keto. It's not sustainable, and it's not something that is necessary, and it can actually be very harmful for your body, for your kidneys, for so many different reasons, so not going to get on that tangent. However, I do think that it's important that we know that there are some people who do need specialized diets. There are some people that require it actually to live their healthiest lifestyle. It doesn't mean that that healthy lifestyle for them applies to the average healthy consumer. 
If you want me to bust any myths in the future, tell me what myths that you hear that you want to be busted and I will do my best. So we talked a little about a healthy diet and we talked about some of the reasons why someone might be on a specialized diet and why the average person really doesn't need a specialized diet. So why are we so addicted as a culture to having the latest and greatest fix? the latest and greatest diet trend? Why do we always see a new freaking diet trend out there? Well, I can give you a few really honest answers if you're ready for it. I think one is that we want a quick fix. What do those diets often promise us? Quick results, six pack abs, and maybe like seven days. So I think if that were true, that we would all be able to reach our goals pretty darn quick and that the diet industry would basically not even be in existence. So obviously not true. So we want that quick fix. We want it now. We also are just thinking about the current and not the future. We're not thinking of sustainability. We're not thinking of how this can last long-term. A healthy lifestyle is a lifestyle. A healthy diet should be part of that lifestyle. It's not just a temporary thing that we fix and then go back to our old ways and we're fine. It's something that we constantly have to maintain in order to achieve that health and to sustain that health. It's wishful thinking to think that we can be on a detox cleanse for 30 days and then never have to be healthy again. It's just something that is the fact of life if you want to Just like if you want to gain muscle and keep it, you have to continuously work out. You have to continuously eat a nutritionally balanced diet in order to feel those benefits of a balanced diet. Another reason that I see people turning to diet trends is because they have had trouble in the past losing weight and they're very frustrated not seeing the progress that they want to see. This is like totally understandable. I can see where you'd be frustrated if you tried different things over and over again and it didn't work for you, my best recommendation is to find someone that you click with, find a dietitian that you click with, and work with them. They would be more than happy to help you achieve whatever goals you have. It doesn't just have to be weight loss. It can be anything. If you want a healthier diet, work with a dietitian one-on-one and make it happen. I offer one-on-one nutrition coaching, and the reason that I offer it is because I think it's such a valuable tool. It's something that I think everyone could use, not just people that have specialized diets, but certainly people that do have those specialized diets could use it even more. I think we could all use a little bit of building on that relationship with food because we all have some little strugs that come with healthy eating. Let's be honest. Okay, so to finish things off today, how do we actually follow through with a healthy diet? We said that it's easy. We said that diet trends are crap. So how do we actually stick to a healthy diet? It's hard because what we know is not always what we do. It's all about behavior. It's not just what we have learned to do. We all know that we should eat fruits and vegetables. So how the heck do we do it? First, Don't start huge, start small. It can be really tempting to try to go all out, but how often do we go all out and then we burn out super quick and then we never wanna go back to it because we're so frustrated that it didn't work. 
Exactly. Don't do that again. Start small. If you want to start exercising, start walking. Do it a couple days a week. You don't have to do it every day. A couple days a week and then build up. You can go to the gym. You can go do a yoga class. You can work out at home. Build up to small healthy habits. If you want to start including vegetables in your diet, include one extra vegetable each week and just try a new vegetable each week. Again, doesn't have to be an overhaul of turning your pizza into cauliflower pizza. It can simply be changing one tiny food each day and seeing where it goes from there. I think it's good to have short-term goals where you face them once per week, intermediate goals that you have that last maybe every couple weeks or to a month, and then long-term goals. So what is your big giant goal that you want to achieve over the next six months. Break it up so it seems attainable, but so that you can also see the big picture. Also, it's important to keep your expectations realistic. If it's something like weight loss, remember that 0.5 to one pound per week is the average and healthy weight loss. Not any more than that. Not five pounds a week, not 10 pounds a week, not even 2.5 pounds a week. It's about one pound a week that is a healthy weight loss. So if that is what you're achieving, that is great. If that is your goal. And for other things, let's relate it to something that's not weight related. So if your goal is to exercise five times a week and you exercise three times a week, um, girlfriend, that is fantastic. That is great. Keep going for it. Keep doing it because I think we think that if we don't achieve the goal to a T that we are failures, we're not failures. Three workouts per week is amazing. So keep at it. Be realistic with it. Make sure that you are forgiving to yourself because you can always work on a new goal next week. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. So I want to thank you guys for chatting with me today. I hope that I gave a little bit of constructive feedback to the diet industry and how to achieve a healthy diet in an easy and simple way and some tips on how to actually follow through with it. I would love to hear your comments. So again, darkbluenutrition at gmail.com or any of my social media accounts. I will leave my website in whatever you call it on a podcast in the show notes below. I'm so used to YouTube that I'm about to say description box, but you know what I'm saying. In the show notes, I will give a link to my website and you can contact me there as well. If you would like to work with me, that information is also on my website. So I'd love to hear from you guys and I'd love to hear what topics you want me to cover in the next podcast episode. So I hope you have a happy and healthy day or evening and enjoy the rest of your workout or cooking or whatever you're doing right now. And I will talk to you guys next time.